Can you imagine sitting in the pub chatting with your mates only to be interrupted by ads? Well, unfortunately, that does happen here at the Homebrew Pub because we're just trying to keep the lights on. However, if you would like to support us directly and get access to ad-free episodes of the Homebrew Pub, please head on over to our Patreon. You can find a link to that on our website, thehomebrewpub.com, and join our mug club. Again, our website, thehomebrewpub.com. I'll see you in the pub after the next couple of ads. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Homebrew Pub, the only pub in existence where every beer on tap is made by a homebrewer. And on this ethereal plane, the Homebrew Pub will turn into the guest brewer's perfect brew pub. So please come in, grab a stool, and grab a pint. This week, joining me in the pub, I'm actually very excited because this is the first time I've had not one but two guest brewers. And so, welcome to the pub. I've got John and Lily from Kronos Brewing. Hello. Hello. How's it going? How are good. you? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thanks. Well, welcome to the Homebrew Pub. We're great excited to be here. To be yeah, here. great yeah. to be here. <laughs> We've heard a lot on Spotify of other people, and so we're inspired. No, that's awesome. And you guys reached out to me via the website, which was just like, I get so nerdily excited when I see that email come through, mm-hmm. like message from like the uh, homebrewpub.com. So I was like, oh, I've got to read this. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are um, on Instagram and you also have your own website, but you're Kronos Brewing. Yep, we're Kronos Brewing. With a C. Yeah, with a C. We'll change up from the <laughs> usual K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what what's the meaning behind Kronos and what was the inspiration for it? Well, originally we kind of wanted to go with a theme when we first started out. And we thought a good theme, a good standard was the ancient Greeks. And, <laughs> He's um, really big into history. Yeah, so. really big into history, really big into like mythology and stuff. And it seemed like a good road to go down to... Uh, to just base everything off of different and like name our gods. beers off of different gods and like mythical, yeah, just mythical, mythical, creatures. mythical creatures. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And so when you're, cause I was, I was looking at your, your website and you have some, and that's chronosbrewing.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and you've got some really great uh recipes on there the one i was literally just looking at because i'm a huge sucker for azaka um is your pomona west coast ipa which has mm-hmm. cashmere azaka and mandarina bavaria hops in it so like what about pomona influenced adding kind of like that really tropical pineapple citrusy flavor yeah, that was one of the yeah that was one of the um, beers I named, and so she's kind of like one of the goddesses of the garden and like fruit and orchards. So, you know, very fruity, light and flavorful beer. So, kind of just fit in with her whole theme there. That's awesome. And so, like when you're when you're coming up with um, coming up with your recipes and 
Like, what comes first? Does the beer come first and then the figure? Or is it, you know, I'm inspired and I'm going to butcher my Greek mythology, so please bear with me. But you're like, I want to do a Hercules beer, so we're going to make this a 13% barley wine. Like, what? what, is, what is the thought process there? Well, that's, that's actually a good idea now that you said that. <laughs> um, I think the beers always come first, and it just came naturally, What depending on what hops we put in it or, you know, style of beer we tried a stout and that was our our hades i believe and mm -hmm. that kind of like a know, dark yeah, dark beer, beer for mm -hmm. it was during winter and stuff so we kind of wanted to do the old underworld theme um but yes usually the beer comes first and then we notice something afterwards but we do take inspiration like you just gave us <laughs> for another <laughs> one yeah the only, the only reason I came up with that one is on my other podcast, we did a 13% barley wine for Terminator, and he played Hercules oh. in New York, and that is a real stretch of nerdum that I just gave you. So when you're formulating your, your recipes, like kind of what's your thought process to, to the creation of them? Well, so we take a standard structure for, you know, just some inspiration from some usual beers that we like. We are from San Diego, so we've got Bellas Point. We've got, you know, Modern Times down here. We've got a, a couple big breweries. So we tend to go towards beers that we like and then put our own twist on it based on what, um, what just, our personal interests are at the time. Yeah, and, like, we started out just, like, um, normal like DME extract, just having our buckets and our yeah. giant pots on the stove and stuff. But then a few months ago, I think in January or February, we got our anvil system. So that's been like nice. an all -time game changer. And honestly, it's just made the process way easier. So now we've been able to, you know, substitute out different grain bills, but use the same hops and just like see how it affects just the body of the beer. So I feel like there's a lot more area to just kind of play around mm -hmm. with. Um, <clears throat> So I think that we're, we've been doing a lot of just kind of like focusing on one aspect of a beer, like whether it be hops or grain or whatever, it may be yeast and just mm -hmm. substituting out that, but keeping the rest of it kind of the same and seeing how it affects the, the output. I was going to say that is the classic um, folly of most people who start homebrewing is they, t they tend to change everything all at once. <laughs> I'm going to do a West Coast IPA and then they go all into stout, which is kind of what we did. Um, yeah, and our stout was our first all-grain recipe, which we just kind of went all in on. And we did it on a pot in the stove. And, I mean, most of the beer ended up on the ceiling because it was just... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, there's, there, there, there is that steep learning curve. I was going to say, so have you, have you been, like, uh, taking the recipes that you started out as extract and brewing them as all-grain to see the differences? Or are you... Um, you know, like, well, we've already got that dialed in. We know we like it with the extract, so we're going to leave that as is and just keep moving forward. Yeah, well, the thing is now is we actually did try to just recreate one of our old beers with extract, but we kind of realized that it's just not as fun because it's just such an, a simpler and, like, quick process than mm -hmm. all grain. So mm -hmm. we kind of just like sticking with the grain now because there's yeah. just mm -hmm. a lot more creativity there. Um but we're actually going into our first um, homebrew competition oh, wow. this coming week. So we've been playing a lot around with old recipes and switching out either different grain types or hops uh, from old recipes, kind of combining them and seeing what we can like do to make a new beer out of the ones we already know are good. So exciting times. That's huge. Yeah, I remember when I, I ended my first competition and it's just like, that's the beer you panic over the most. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we've made like so many mini batches yeah. just to, so it doesn't take up a lot of ingredients, but just so we can like really like produce a lot all in one week to just try different beers. Mm-hmm. Um, so we haven't still nailed down a recipe yet. Yeah. So we yeah. need to get brewing this week, actually. Mm-hmm. How frequently do you guys brew that? It sounds like every other day. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been, it's been pretty often. Just, I mean, recently, just because we're trying our old recipes for the homebrew competition, it's been um, mostly two and a half gallon or three gallon batches. Just because, okay. you know, the five gallon batches they don't go as quickly. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, so we have been um, going through a few quite quickly, and also because we've been using kvaic yeast mm. and some little recipes. So that's, that's like three yeah. days done. You know, and that and stuff's amazing. Yeah, yeah it, it really is. No, yeah. we've uh, also tried the Sandy, the San Diego Super Yeast. Mm, you I don't that? know. I, I don't know that super one. Super Ale Yeast, and yeah. it's kind of similar, similar to Kvaic, so we actually like that one too. But we usually probably brew like every week. Yeah, every week, every other week, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that I I thought I was boiling with like once a month. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes twice. I'm getting a double header in this weekend, and I'm I'm really excited for it. So. Guys, what are yeah. you making? Uh, so this weekend I am making uh the house beer, um, which is uh English mild. I just really like to have that on tap because it's less than four percent, and I really like having two or three beers in an evening. <laughs> um, and then another beer that I make is an experimental. It's a gin and tonic beer. It took me two or three tries to get, uh, but effectively, it's it's basically a shandy um, of yeah. you brew a small. So I do five gallon batches, um, and you brew a smaller batch. I think you brew three and a half gallons of stronger beer, um, mm-hmm. and then when you get to packaging, I add like the remaining gallon and a half, um, two gallons of flat tonic water, um, mm. and let that stir up. Um, and it's just a ridiculously light, fun, refreshing drink. Yeah, that sounds really good. We've actually kind of, it's similar to that. We've gotten into the Lagunitas Hoppy Refresher just Ooh. at night because it's, there's no alcohol, but it's just super hoppy and like yeah. tastes like IPA and it's sparkling too. So it's really good. Yeah. Have you, have you gotten into making, um, hop teas? So I tried hop tea a few times. And it came out. It came out a bit oily. So I, yeah. So I, I, I uh, definitely need to refine that recipe and add it afterwards. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we're we've really been trying to nail down our process with hopping beers and and such because you know obviously everyone wants to make West Coast and you know I think I think there's more of a uh, a rise in pilsners and lighter beers now even because people are getting sick of so many hops. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, yeah, we've been really trying to figure out how to uh, best add our hops, and that might be a better option. Because uh, recently, we've actually been like adding Whirlpool or Flame Out additions, mm-hmm. and they've been bittering our beer way too much. And I think it's because, uh, I mean, there's that threshold of over 170 degrees, the alpha acids are going to bitter the beer. Yeah. So I think they've just been staying in too long. And so that's definitely an option to hop tea. Have have you been have you been chilling your wort and your tea down to 170 and then letting them sit for the 10 minutes? Yes, yeah, that's the thing is that we we've been letting it do a natural chill mm. and usually we I mean we pulled we have a bag that we throw our uh, hops into. Yeah. But um still I mean you know, it, some always gets through, yeah. you know. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it, 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 it definitely is a lot uh 
it's a lot more contained to be able to just chill your own beer. Not yeah. Do overnight chill, you know, <laughs> over it and stuff. Yeah, no, we, um, cause I, I did a hop stand on this one. It was the first time I'd ever really done a hop stand. For some reason, it's always scared me. Um, but it was crazy cause I chilled the beer down to 170 and then I don't know what happened, but I came back 10, 15 minutes later and it was already down to 150. And I'm like, that drop seems like way yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah. And you can't control it a lot of times. You know, it's up to whatever elements want to cool your beer down if you're doing a natural. You know? <laughs> so I was going to say, you guys are in San Diego, which I visited. Oh, it was New Year's right before the pandemic. So, like, perfect time to visit. Um, yeah. You guys are spoiled for choice for breweries in that area. Oh, yeah, yeah, we haven't made it out to all of them for sure. That's that's for sure. We literally have a note in our phones, just like all the breweries we want to hit while we live here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you had an opportunity to like uh, visit with the brewmasters and like get inspiration from them or? Um, I mean, kind of. Yeah, kind We've of. been going to like events, which has been cool. Like, yeah. Unpacked some of their events and. Anytime we like see any local breweries having like an event there, we, like Pure Project just had one. We try to go to those just to like connect with people. But unfortunately, we haven't had any like one-on-one conversations with breweries out here yet. Okay, yeah, because that's that's one thing I always really recommend is like if you can, uh, and a lot of times if you just email them and be like, "Oh, hey, I want to come brew with you," they they let you come brew, and it's yeah. just a yeah. really fun yeah. brew day. Yeah. Yeah, try so that. Yeah. yeah, I feel like there's a new brewery popping up like every second here. So yeah. there's definitely a lot of them out there. It is like California is just like growing at a crazy rate with your breweries. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, I mean unfortunately we just know if we ever like want to actually have a a place for an actual um just storefront for a brewery, we can't live here because <laughs> <laughs> the competition is just insane. Yeah, way too saturated. Yeah, no, yeah. Col- Colorado is absolutely the same way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. We actually have we're getting lucky with some new beers coming out too from different breweries like like she just said pure project they actually have a lot of different styles like english ales and stuff that you wouldn't find in other places because some of the places near us we go down to the street to our favorites and they do have nine west coast ipas yeah. and then one <laughs> easy you know so yeah. when you get sick of those there are these new options that are popping up and i feel like people are going to start migrating to those yeah. yeah so we might end up trying one of those soon you know if you can get our uh, temperature control down <laughs> yeah no we've also been like super i think spoiled just because we're both from northern california too so mm-hmm. we come from like a place with tons of great breweries and we basically just been moving down the coast with a ton of great breweries so yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's a good problem to have yeah, yeah it's a totally. problem to have so have you guys um have you thought about trying uh or getting into pressure ferment uh fermentation if you're looking into doing more lagers and yeah you know i was i was actually just thinking about that doing that for the next beer because we haven't tried it yet but we have just you know two corny kegs here just set up ready to go full tank of co2 just set up ready to go just kind of not doing anything so um i was thinking about that you know especially because we've just been brewing out of a uh, a small little you know basically a home depot bucket but you know, <laughs> right. yeah no so. and honestly we've only ever brewed out of an apartment too so mm-hmm. the anvil system's literally out on it's on a balcony on yeah. the balcony <laughs> yeah looking over san diego like looking over towards mexico and then the, the kegs are in the kitchen and then we sometimes will cool the bucket in the bathtub with ice in it like yeah it's very makeshift 
because I mean, I mean, I'm assuming with the um, with the water restrictions you guys have, and like obviously being in an apartment, doing the uh, immersion chiller is probably not too much of an option for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Not at yeah. this time. No, we can't. Yeah, we're not here. Especially yeah. with just all the electricity already that we're yeah. using at the anvil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you have to get a 220 volt put in, or is it a, a 110? Uh, no, we have we have the 110. Yeah, we uh, we've been bringing that, and yeah, our, I don't think the building even allows for the. Uh, the high <laughs> you just blow everyone's We tried, and it seemed to slow down, and it it stopped our boil, and we we're like, "What's going on?" So oh, we changed fair. it back to the yeah yeah. So. Yeah, no, we, because um, I had to, I actually had to get a special plug installed for mine, and it was a great moment of explaining to my wife that I just spent 500 bucks, and now I'm about to spend <laughs> another thousand, but I love yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had to get, we had to get a, like, an extension to our uh, electric panel installed. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. probably something we would have to do if we uh, ended up doing that, but, yeah. I mean, the one t it, that that ends up working for us except for like the nights where it's especially cold and it's yeah. just like not boiling off quick enough that is kind of annoying but um otherwise it seems it seems to work fine for us for tending well if you're doing if you're doing smaller batches though as well then you don't have like that same amount yeah. of liquid so yeah yeah, yeah. true it's like all burning off pretty quickly um so other than the competition beer what other beers have you got in the pipeline mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we've definitely been trying to like do different styles. Like we've yeah. done so far, we've done Hefeweizen, lots of mm -hmm. IPAs, lots of like Smash IPAs, lots of um, yeah. The Smashes have helped us kind of nail we've done down a few like, different stouts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, brown yeah. ale. We've done ciders. We also do like wine a lot of times and cider. Yeah, like additionally to beer. So I feel like because it's becoming summer, like we want to try some more maybe like fruity beers like and we haven't really done a sour yet so mm -hmm. that's definitely on my bucket list yeah yes yeah, be good um but we are we actually just recently tried putting um gummy bears and sour gummy worms <laughs> in milkshake ipas and they yeah. turned out amazing way they better than did. we thought like <laughs> not too sugary not we, too sweet yeah. they weren't like too um i guess just like thick because like all the lactose but yeah. Yeah, we thought it was going to be blasphemous, but for some of the beers around here, it was tame. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we don't live in Bavaria. We don't have the yeah, Reinheitsgebot. Exactly. Like, yeah, wh yeah. whatever your fancy is, go for it. But I want to hear your process of adding, like, gummy bears and gummy worms to, to a beer. Yeah, so um, we were, I mean, we, we originally started thinking that we were going to do a marshmallow stout. And that has. You're really just for the blasphemy right now, aren't you? Yeah, right. We didn't do that. We just, I mean, you have to go to the nth degree. You have to go to the very end to pull back a little bit, right? So yeah. we're trying to see what we can do. I was actually concerned that the gummy bears or um, gummy worms were going to have preservatives in them, which was going to ruin the, uh, the yeast. But they ended up working out pretty well. Um, we threw them in the mash, we didn't put them in the boil. Which a lot of people they end up melt they melt them and then put them in the boil afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I realized that putting them in the uh, in the mash was actually it 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 didn't create such an aggressive gummy bear or gummy worm taste. It was more of just like a more more of just a sweetness okay. because a lot of it did get stuck in there. Mm -hmm. um, but we really just tossed them in like we got a, a bag of Har <laughs> Haribo gummy bears or whatever and just threw those bad boys in. And and which yeah. Greek god got the uh, got the Haribo? That did oh. not go on the website. Yeah, that, 
purely for us. our entertainment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we put it in the keg and people liked it. So, so gummy bears and Greek gods. What beer are you adding to the tap list of the homebrew pub? What do you think? I, I love Kolsch, personally. I, I just love a cl good, clean Kolsch, just because it's the exact opposite of that. Mm -hmm. But um, Yeah, that was our most recent beer, too. We yeah. actually did kind of a, we're calling it like a West Coast Kolsch, because we use Kaveic yeah. for it. Um, so it's a little bit different off of a Kolsch, but yeah. it, it turned out really good and pretty light. Yeah, because Kolsch col relies on that yeast to really have that, you know, flavorful, kind of like banana-y Kolsch flavor. Yeah. Um, so... We just tried it like a hybrid with Kaveic because you know that's what really worked this last week when it was hot down here. And uh, it turned out pretty well. We've actually got one right here. It's actually pretty clean. We put <laughs> I it in. I love that color. We'll reuse, yeah, our reused bottles. So. It's a little darker than I would assume. Yeah. It should be, but that may just be because of, uh, you know yeast attenuation and such. Yeah. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, because like Kolsch is a weird beer in that and this could just be my lack of education, but like Kolsch, everyone I think thinks about as a lager, but you don't actually lager it. It is an ale. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, we love, so one of my favorite guys I like to um, listen to for the more intense side of uh, brewing is the apartment brewer. If you've heard of his stuff, he's on. I don't know him. You should listen he, to him. He's, he's pretty... also in San Diego. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, so he actually was just talking about that, how if you, um if you cold crash a kolsch too much or too too like or if you, i think he said if you ferment it too cold it'll just end up being just like a, a lager beer mm -hmm. and you kind of do need that like i think he said around 65 to 68 degree range mm -hmm. to really bring out those esters that you want from a kolsch so it is pretty nitpicky that's why we you know <laughs> swapped out kvaic for i'm like i'm not quite sure if i can keep it between 65 and 68 so um but yeah then I'd be our next move to do like an ice bath for a uh, for a more well-rounded like kolscher lager type. Nice. And I just want to pick up. You said the more intense home brewing. So is my my podcast not intense and technical enough? No, I mean, wow! wow. You come to the pub. More than us. You haven't even. I mean, we're just getting into water chemistry. So. <laughs> oh, I'm not even there yet. Yeah, I haven't touched that. I mean. And San Diego water is not good. Yeah. So. We've is done, it not? We've done, yeah. No. Well, I mean, doesn't it, taste good. It doesn't <laughs> taste good. But, uh, we we've done purified water before. With uh, we just we just need to add our you know water salts at some point. We gotta we gotta tackle that beast. But yeah. um, that's to come. And we will be including the recipe which John and Lily very kindly shared with us in the show notes, so you can brew and drink along with us. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so with that being said, we, we've added the Kolsch, and I know you didn't include the gummy bear beer, which I'm weirdly obsessed with now, um, <laughs> on the website. But I think that would have been my choice of the third <laughs> but maybe we'll just share a second recipe as well. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Yes, yeah, send me that as well. We'll we'll include both. Um, so is what what was the beer you guys made where you're like we've made a terrible mistake we we, we will never do this again uh, there were a few <laughs> <laughs> well i mean going back to the stout thing like a stout the amount of grain that we tried to use just on the stove oh yeah in a bag and we had our hands we, 
he burned his skin. Like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. so bad, but we were just in the depths of it, and we had put all that work into it. Like, whatever. We just wanted to, we wanted to get to the point where we could drink it, so we had to keep going, but that was super messy, and it was just, yeah. like, all over, so. We also used a little too much of the acidic uh, model, I believe it was called. Yeah, oh, the acidulated? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, acidulated model. That was, so that made. It was just slimy. Oh, it, was, and... it, was, it was slimy and bitter, and, yeah. Definitely a little acidic, but, um, but it was one of our first yeah. ones, so we powered through it and drank it all winter. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad, honestly. Yeah, was, the only was, like issue that I think that we've run into a few times is having, yeah, I was gonna say having our our beers be a little bit too watered down, yeah, for some reason. Um, and it, we, it's kind of like having the anvil system. I think has helped that a lot, but. I think a lot of times maybe our just proportions are, mm -hmm. are it, yeah it, it is tough sometimes to get a well-rounded beer and that's the biggest jump from going um from dry malt extract yeah. to the grain is that you get a more well-rounded you get to add the crystal malts and stuff so i think some of the ones that were maybe a little too watery in our circumstance were maybe some of the smash ipas just because it was very linear yeah um just two row and whatever hop we were we were deciding on that week. One that we really did like though is the um, is Denali hops. We that was our that was our smash. That was a one of our favorite uh, beers actually. Really good. Never heard of this beer. hop. Denali and Idaho Seven, I think, are my favorite hops. Yeah, okay. the, they're very pineapple-y. I haven't experienced a beer that tastes like pineapple like that. Yeah, but yeah, we've we've had a few that. We ended up realizing later on when we left them in the keg a little bit, like, oh, this is a uh, cardboard. And we're like, oh man, <laughs> we left a little bit too much space. <laughs> so, are you are you guys in like? Because you you said you're doing three gallons. So, are you doing um, are, are you doing uh, five gallon uh, kegs, or do you have like smaller torpedo kegs? We have two five gallon kegs right here. Um, so we we were originally filling those kegs up with five gallons. And then we just moved back, moved back down to the uh, three gallons, and honestly, time, because we just wanted to brew like every single week. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly, yeah, getting excited about brewing the next beer. We we love the process, but um, yeah, we uh, we try to purge as much as possible with our CO two. Yeah. But you know, usually with two and a half gallons, two gallons, I don't feel as bad pouring that out when we're done or you know, after a few days, you know, because usually it goes by quick if we like it. Yeah. Um, and then once it's oxidized, we usually only have like half a gallon left anyway. So yeah, feel not as bad. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, there is nothing worse than pouring out five gallons of beer that went wrong. Exactly, <laughs> we've had to do that. Just I mean, especially around the holidays when we whatever saw our families and couldn't lug our beer around wherever we were going. Like yeah. we just yeah. had to say goodbye. And it was yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> the biggest mistake in brewing that you've made. Um, biggest mistake. I mean the the infamous smoked vanilla porter is um mm -hmm. pretty pretty famous now. Um yeah. I don't know. I mean I think the biggest mistake I've ever really made and I've made it a couple of times was trying to switch up my process for no good reason. Um mm -hmm. I think one of those yeah. things about when you're starting to brew is once you get your process down like 99% of beers are going to work for that process. If you're doing something like a sour, 
or even I did once a uh, Brute IPA, which was really, really fun, but, like, the hop additions on that are so um, specific, and you've got to add some enzyme in the mash in the last 10 minutes. It's a whole thing. Um, but there have been beers that I've brewed, like, a thousand times and either got lazy or was trying to rush because we were meeting friends that night, and those beers had generally failed. Uh, mm -hmm. not even in affection just like in taste terms so i think like that's mm -hmm. always my thing of and then the other one is um not using an airlock instead of a blow-off tube mm -hmm. that one is yeah, always the is, mistake <laughs> yeah yeah we've done that and then we've come back we you know been gone for a day and then come back and our airlock is just gone it's all <laughs> and it was just, it's just been blowing off i think that that happened with our half advice when we first started and that makes sense because that was a pretty active beer and it was honestly too warm that yeah. I didn't realize it at the time, but it was too warm and it was just going off and we didn't leave that much headspace. So yeah. <laughs> that is one of the beginner faults, you know? <laughs> well, I can't help but notice like you're wearing white, your walls are all white. So when that explosion yeah. happens, <laughs> yeah, it's like I said, kind of a big deal. I'm wearing actually our chrono shirt. <laughs> oh, very nice. Very nice. Logo on the back of kids' cards, but we have our logo on the back. Are you're they like, available for purchase on the website? His sure is. We have merch for purchase on our website yeah. that we we designed ourselves. This one I designed myself. So yeah. that's awesome. It's a skeleton with a beer. I love it. No, I was I was checking that out earlier. It looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, as as we are talking about merch, every brewery has merch. So you know, what is your dream brewery? Like, what would it be called? Which I'm assuming would be Kronos. Mm -hmm brewing we're sticking with <laughs> yeah it would probably be like up north more. What, you know what, what a style do you think i feel like every brewery now has to have its own genre almost you, you got I that mean, like... <laughs> that's why this morphs into whatever people want because you know yeah. then i don't have to like pick a style yeah well, exactly what we want to do actually is we want to have like small kegs that you can order for your table and so instead of giving getting like a six pack of beers for like one for a person or whatever you're doing with your party you just get a tiny little keg and everyone taps their own like a torpedo keg. and you just you sit around the table so we're working on that idea we've said it here <laughs> no one steal our idea <laughs> that is bloody genius yeah. yeah so that's kind of our next move but so that's yeah in terms of brewery we're sticking with the great god theme but it, that won't be like on the walls of the brewery yeah, we, can, we can have a like, gyro theme you know yeah. <laughs> yeah well i mean if you go to like uh what is it coronado brewing like they have mm -hmm. that very nautical yeah, um, mermaid yeah. theme which they really mm -hmm. lean into and um for anyone listening who hasn't gone to that brewery and you're in that area go to it it's, it's phenomenal um, so mm -hmm. I would say just because your your graphics on on your website look astounding. Oh, thanks. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely worked fun. on it for a little bit. It was mm -hmm. mostly just fun, just to like promote to our friends and family, just like, hey guys, you want some stuff that we're doing. If you want to see our recipes and see our journey along the way, you know, yeah, we can uh, provide that. You know, <laughs> it's kind of fun. No, and I, I love the idea of having a mini like torpedo keg delivered to your table because no one can mm -hmm. tell if you're drinking more than them. And you yeah, can still exactly. split the beer. Everyone wants to do this. Everyone wants to tap yeah. that. Yeah. The tapping part is so big. Everyone loves that aspect of it. You know, that's why like when friends come over here, they look over there. What is that? It's like just yeah. a corny keg. Most people have never seen a corny keg just hanging out in the living room. Yeah. So 
and they see the tap on it and like, what's what is that? So they love, you know, friends and family love to love to yeah. pour their own. I beers. mean, basically every time his friends come over, they make him do a cake stain on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People get excited. So- People get excited about it, yeah. That's awesome. So then, like, you, you, you've you got the mini kegs called Kronos. So, you know, what what's the ambience? Like, what are people walking into? Yeah. I like just outdoor stuff just because it's so nice here most of the time that just, I mean, I'd love to live somewhere that's uh, a, a possible to just create an outdoor venue. And Yeah, I think, like, huge inspiration from, like, a beer, gar- beer garden feel. Um, the... The, I think it's Russian River in Windsor mm. in Northern California. They have a huge beer garden. So beautiful looking over like vineyards. Um, I mean, that's ideal. But I think it's always nice having those outdoor features at a brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Off the beaten path. I know there are a lot of breweries down in downtown San Diego that just don't make it because it's so loud. Yeah. And there's like trains, there's the trolleys around here. So, you know, people just don't want to sit outside yeah eventually we want people to end up hanging out outside watching sunset that's the ideal mm-hmm. yeah for sure we our favorite brewery actually down here is amplified i'd say Amplified's amplified cool. ale works there's one in downtown and one um up in pacific beach like maybe not our favorite but we love it it's very outdoorsy yeah i want to say i went to that and it was really really good mm-hmm. yeah they have yeah. good food too and stuff so it's a nice casual like vibe that anyone can go to even bring kids and whatever yeah right so i've got to ask because you you've got the merch you've got the website you've got the plan for how you're going to serve beer so is your long-term goal to be opening a brewery i mean yeah that'd be ideal it's just depending on location just down here it's so crazy uh saturated with breweries that um it'd be it'd be tough to open up one but i mean the next step up would be uh, getting temperature control and then maybe a better system of recirculation, sparging, stuff like that. And then eventually moving in, maybe do a commercial space. Yeah. I mean, my, my um, full-time job is e-commerce and, and such. So I could see myself in the next few years needing to open up a distribution um, area and that could easily work with a brewery just because you need a commercial space to brew. Yeah. And so that could be a good duality of things. Um, yeah. Just, you know, no, we're gonna be stuff. opening up a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you listen to this, get ready. Uh, approximately uh, seven years from now, seven years, <laughs> seven years. All right, so the, 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 this is the deal if this podcast is still going in seven years, like I will come and record at the opening. <laughs> of Kronos yeah. Brewing and be like the okay, homebrew we'll be pub actually became time. real five yeah. alright even better but the <laughs> homebrew pub became a real location which would be amazing yeah, yeah. yeah. that'd be cool on, on set yeah well <laughs> until then everyone you know in your mind's eye on this ethereal plane come and grab a colch with us at Kronos Brewing and you know not just grab a colch grab a mini keg all to yourself yes there we go you know you want to tap it. <laughs> Alright, so suddenly this got an explicit rating. And <laughs> yeah. Oh lord.
big shout out to John and Lily of Kronos Brewing uh, for coming on and sharing that Kolsch and their Greek mythology inspired beers. Please go and follow them on Instagram, which is at Kronos Brewing, or check out their website, kronosbrewing.com. I'll be putting both those links in the show notes along with the recipe. And in five years, let's all go to their pub. And of course, thank you so much for listening. If you could leave us a five-star review wherever it is you get your podcast, that'll just help other people find the show. If you want to reach out to us, possibly come on and share a pint with me. You can reach us at our website, thehomebrewpub.com, or email landlord at thehomebrewpub.com, or on social at thehomebrewpub on Instagram and Twitter. And if, like me, you hate those annoying ads, well, we've got to keep the lights on here at the Homebrew Pub somehow. So consider joining our Patreon and becoming a Mug Club member. For $3 a month, you'll get access to ad-free versions of the episodes. But until then, grab your favorite pint, put your feet up, relax, don't worry, and have a homebrew. Till next time, cheers. Cheers.